remember. It's super important what he's saying. And I know that some of you have heard me say it before, but if we look at the emotions as if it's a scale, right? And you've got all of these super low vibrational frequencies at the bottom, like guilt and powerlessness, right? Then if you look at the very next logical step out of that, what you're looking at is the anger vibrations, like rage, like revenge. That's actually a vibrational increase from the vibration of total powerlessness. So a lot of the issue that we have in the world is that we would look at somebody, let's say you walked into a psychologist. Now, if you said you had these thoughts basically about, you know, of these fantasies because you're feeling powerless, we wouldn't recognize that as powerlessness. We would recognize that as a disorder. We tell you how bad you were. We try to put you on a lot of medication. Now, the issue here is that when you have somebody who's trying to move right from a space of total powerlessness into a space of revenge or rage, which is a knee-jerk reaction to try to feel more empowered, we discourage that and say that's not okay to feel that way, and then we push them back into even lower frequencies. We're just not recognizing things like guilt and powerlessness as a lower frequency than rage and revenge. So instead of encouraging people into those thoughts and encouraging them through those emotions, key, we're catching them in this holding pattern, which is where you see the majority of criminals. The majority of criminals are in a holding pattern of moving up into rage, revenge, and then being pushed by society back down into powerlessness and grief. And so they're constantly here until there's so much energy built up here that I need to act on my emotion. And I'm sure that you know that feeling. The interesting thing that we find when we educate people on how to move through these feelings and to allow themselves fully to have them is that they come out of them very quickly. Any of you who have been doing this process, the 2.0 process that I, that I um, introduced to people, have noticed that the minute that you resist an emotion, you're stuck in that emotion for good. It's not going anywhere. But the minute you fully allow it, and it's, it feels like you're letting yourself get sucked into a wave and you're, there's no way you're going to come up. You're going to drown, right? That's exactly what it feels like. But you get to this point where you're like, I don't care if I drown, really? So then it tumbles you and you realize that, guess what? What was causing the immense amount of pain was the resistance I had to it, not the feeling itself. And so you move through the emotions quickly. It's interesting because I got to practice this with my dog this week. You guys know I did a blog on that. I lost my Great Dane this week, and he was a family member for probably eight years. And I allowed myself, like I like to do, to become my own guinea pig. And I used this process of letting myself fully grieve. So no part of me was trying to make myself feel better the whole weekend. And what came out of that is exactly what I expected. After two days... The emotion had blown over and I was able to feel a different feeling, but I wasn't trying to feel a different feeling. That's the key. And now what's interesting is I've popped into this space where I can now feel him, not only see him, but feel him all the time. So the grief is no longer present because I let myself completely go into it. You know, 